Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Genesis 29 and one of the commentaries labels this the deceiver deceived. It's pretty um, interesting soap opera, but I think there's a lot to learn from it. But before we do that, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you. <coughs> I thank you for this day and I thank you for all that you've done. You are the God of all. You're the creator of all. And you have a message for us. You're teaching us through your word, through Jacob, through Abraham, Isaac, all of them, that you love us despite our failings, that it's about a relationship and that you're patient with us as we grow into it. And Father, I just thank you for that. I just pray that today as we read that Holy Spirit, you would guide this message you would guide this reading, and that you would be the one who speaks to us, that nothing from me would be part of it, but it'd be strictly your word. So, Father, I lift up this time, and I pray that you'd be honored and glorified by it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, chapter 29 is, it's in, it's crazy. Um, you have Jacob had just seen a a great vision of angels ascending and descending to have, you know, to earth and to back to heaven. He's pumped up and excited because God is telling him, Hey, I'm here with you. I'm with you all the way. He gets up and he's excited. And he's pumped up and he starts walking after his dream. And he realizes God is with him. And, but his faith isn't totally, totally there. He still makes a promise to God, a covenant with God that says, if you do all these things, then you're my God. So it's still the if then. There's a lot of growth still there to be had. But he's moving on and he's excited. So let's pick up the reading from chapter 29, verse 1. Then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of eastern peoples. There he saw a well in the open country with three flocks of sheep lying near it because the flocks were watered from that well. The stone over the mouth of the well was large. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone away from the well's mouth and water the sheep. Then they would return the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. So when you're thinking about this, Jacob is sent away to find a, a wife, and he's sent to the land of his father's people. And you can be guaranteed that he's well-versed in the story of Isaac getting a wife and that he's, you know, his, his servant was out there said, Hey, I'm looking for you know, God. If she offers to water my camels too, and all that great stuff. So it's at a well, it's flocks and it's a, a daughter of one of the relatives. So he's walks up to this well and he's probably thinking, Hmm, I wonder if this is it. God just told me he's with me and he'll fulfill his promises to me. So Jacob asked, verse four, Jacob asked the shepherds, my brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they replied. He said to them, do you know Laban, Nahor's grandson? Yes, we know him, they answered. Then Jacob asked them, is he well? Yes, he is, they said. And here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the sheep. Rachel, uh, means little you. 
like a ewe, ewe lamb. Um, look, he said, the sun is still high. It is not time for the flocks to be gathered. Water the sheep and take them back to pasture. We can't, they replied, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd. When Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of his uncle Laban, and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. So he's like, hey, I know this story. And I'm going to go and instead of her watering mine, because I don't have any sheep or any camels, I'm going to water hers. Then Jacob uh, kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. So this is the only time that you see an unmarried man kissing a unmarried woman in the Bible. It's the only time that it's mentioned. And so many commentators think this is a, kiss like on the cheek for a family member and he's crying because he found his family so he's just for the first time he's been walking by himself and you know there's not a lot of other believers in God out there and he's been walking by himself not really seeing other relatives family or anyone else that he knows and he comes upon this group and it's at a well and there's a beautiful girl with sheep he sees his family and he's excited he hugs her kisses her much like he'll the same language is used when he kisses his uncle here soon he had told rachel that he was a relative of her father a son of rebecca so she ran and told her father as soon as laban heard the news about jacob his sister's son he hurried to meet him he embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his home and there jacob told him all these things then laban said said to him You are my own flesh and blood. Many think that that's more of an admission of, I guess you are related to me, than something that's exciting and positive. It was almost a begrudging element. After Jacob had stayed with him for a whole month, Laban said to him, Just because you're a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what what your wages should be. So he brings up money with him, knowing that he comes from a very wealthy family. Now Laban had two daughters. The, the name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. So in the Eastern world, what that means is she doesn't have sparkly eyes. She doesn't have a fire or passion in her eyes, which was considered very important and very attractive. But then Rachel was a hottie. She had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you for seven years in return for your your younger daughter, Rachel. Typical time would be three years, three to four. So he doubled it. Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because because of his love for her. Ah, he was so in love. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my, my my wife. My time is complete. I want to make love to her. So it's not please, nice. It's almost like there's, you know, J- uh, Laban's holding out on him. So Laban brought together all the people of the pl- place and gave a feast. But then, w- but when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her. So part of the, f- the tradition is that the bride is wrapped up in a cloak, led to her dwelling, And that's when the groom and her consummate the wedding. So 
Leah had to be a willing participant in this. She might have had affections for Jacob, but whatever it was, she participated willingly based upon the fact that her father led her there and that she made love to Jacob. So, and Jacob made love to her. Verse 24. And Laban gave his servant Zilpha to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? It's pretty ticked off, but you know what? It's kind of like, hey, you have uh, shoes on the other foot, right? Didn't Jacob just deceive Isaac to get Esau's blessing? And Jacob has gone around deceiving people and tricking people, and now shoes on the other foot. And so here he is being angry at someone for doing what he does. Laban replied, It is not our custom here to give the the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week. Then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years of work. What a manipulator Laban is. So you can see that he's better at this than Jacob is. He's a master. He has way more years at it, obviously. And Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave him his ser- gave his servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her attendant. Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. And he worked for Laban for another seven years. So it's interesting because he did love Leah. It just wasn't as much as Rachel. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. That's sad. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So she named him Levi. He must not have been that unhappy with her, right? Lots of kids being being born. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, Give me children or, or I will die. Jacob became angry with her and said, Am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children? Then she said, Here is Billah, my servant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me, and I too can build a family through her. So we've gotten into dueling wombs, and now they're trying to outdo each other. So she gave him her servant, Billah, as a wife. Jacob slept with her, and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Uh, She's got a pretty good, she can stretch that pretty well. Because of this, she named him Dan. Rachel's servant, Billa, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, I have had a great struggle with my sister and I have won. I don't know how that works. But she named him Niptali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her servant, Zilpha, You wonder if these servants really are excited about this. And gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. 
Then Leah said, what good fortune? So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, how happy I am I. The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants, which he bought, brought to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Ooh, bitterness between the sister brides. Will you take my son's mandrakes too? <laughs> Very well, Rachel said. He can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. I mean, this is like Peyton place. This is crazy. So when Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. Jacob is one willing guy. He just doesn't want to cause any commotion by saying no to anybody. God listened to Leah and she became pregnant and bore, bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Up, So she got going again. When Leah said, then Leah said, God has presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with, with honor because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. So that's a total of eight from Leah's side. And Leah's actually through her side of the family. Um, David comes and then Jesus comes. It's, it's not through um, Rachel's side. It's through Leah's side of, the, of this that Christ is born. Sometime later, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her, like, like, oh yeah, I forgot about her, and enabled her to conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add to me another son. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you, and I will be on my way. You know how much work I've done for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination, not by prayer, that the Lord has blessed me because of you. It's probably pretty obvious that his flocks have grown tremendously since he was there. Um, because of you. He added, Name your wages and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, you know how I have worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you, he asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied, but if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future whenever you check on the wages you have paid me. Any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamb that is not dark-colored will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. That same day removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted and all the speckled or spotted female goats all that had white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs. And he placed them in the care of his sons. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob, while Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flock. 
Jacob, however, took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Apparently, the sheep and goats liked to eat this. <clears throat> then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the fl flocks were in heat and came to drink, they made it in front of the branches, and they bore young that were streaked or spot, speckled or spotted because he his herd intermingled. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and colored, colored dark, the dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob put, would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. So Jacob learned the way to manipulate the flock, make sure that he had more of the healthy sheep and goats and just had more in that they had speckled sheep and goats. So he, he again, as a deceiver, just as Laban's a deceiver, Jacob started to get the better, the better of that deal. It's really kind of a sad situation, but it shows that God can use people even when they are not necessarily of the best character at the time. Eventually, Jacob becomes quite a upstanding citizen, but until then, he's a work in progress. But aren't we all? I'm a work in progress. And I know if someone looked at the, the way I behave, many people would say, who are you? to read the Bible daily on a podcast. And I think that all the time, by the way. But I'm a work in progress, just like everyone else, just like Jacob, just like Rachel, and Leah, and all of them. So with that, let's go ahead and close with prayer. Father, thank you for this day and for all that you've done. I'm grateful for the many blessings you bestowed on us. And I just lift up this day and this time, and I pray that we would hear your words, that our heart and our spirits would be open and ready to hear them and to act on them. You're very kind to us and you bless us. So Lord, I just praise you and thank you for all that you've done. You're the creator of all, and yet you care about each of us. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.